episode two of season two. I just want to start off by apologizing because we should have already been on episode five, but because of the holidays and some personal things, um, I did not drop any episodes last week. So thank you so much to all you faithful listeners um, for challenging me to continue. So I, I appreciate it and you know who you are. Um, for today's episode, we're going to be focusing on John 8, and we're going to continue this theme of the power behind words. So, like always, we're going to be starting with a prayer. So please join me in prayer wherever it is that you find yourself. Thank you, God, for everything, God. Thank you because you have been faithful to your promise, God. Thank you because you have been provider, God, you have provided a house, you have provided a roof over our heads, God, you have provided money in our pockets, and you have provided health to our bodies, God. Thank you because you provided another day of life, God. Thank you because you have provided a job to where we may be commuting right now. Thank you because you provided a family that we have always prayed for, God. Thank you because you have been provider. And God, in this world where many words are thrown at us daily, God, many expectations are thrown at us daily, God, you have always been there to tell us that we are chosen, that we are loved, and that we have a purpose. So for that, we thank you, God. We ask that your Holy Spirit be with us wherever it is that we find ourselves while we're listening, and that you guide this podcast, God guide this podcast in Jesus name amen okay so we are going to be reading John 8 please take out your bible take out your highlighter your coffee your tea whatever it is that gets you in the zone with Jesus and the Holy Spirit John 8 titled Jesus forgives an adulterous woman Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something that they could use against him, but Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept amending an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stooped up, stooped up again, stood up again, and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. That was John 8, 1 through 11. So, in this short passage, where Jesus... The adulterous women and these accusers are we see a lot of things 
first we see the religious law leaders or the teachers of the religious law and the pharisees this is mentioned in verse 3 um, we see that the teachers and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. And they put her in front of the crowd. So mind you, Jesus was doing his thing. He was teaching, right? Um, he was at the temple, yeah, teaching. And then these teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought this woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. And they put her in front of the crowd. That's verse 2 and 3. After they put her in front of this crowd, they're trying to trap Jesus into saying something that was either illegal for the Roman Empire or illegal in the eyes of the Jews and the law of Moses. So the law of Moses actually says that when a man and a woman uh, commit adultery, they both have to be stoned. But in this passage, we see that only the woman had been caught and brought before Jesus and the rest of the crowd. So we definitely see some bias there. Um, and by labeling her an adulterous woman, I'm referring to the title of this, that's already labeling her as something ungodly, something not appropriate in society, something frowned upon. Um, this is labeling her a lot of things, right? A lot of inappropriate things, a lot of hurtful things. Um, but there's no labeling of the man, which is very interesting. Um, so then in four, they say, teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? So once again, law of Moses says the man and the woman have to both be stoned because they both sinned together i mean you can't commit adultery just by yourself you have to do it with someone else so it says in six they were trying to trap him into saying something that they could use against him and jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger so if we go to the footnotes of this bible that i have in front of me it says the Jewish leaders had already disregarded the law by arresting the woman without the man. So just what I was mentioning. The law required that both parties to adultery be stoned. And that's referenced um, in Leviticus 20.10 and Deuteronomy 22.22. says the leaders were using the woman as a trap so they could trick Jesus. If Jesus said the woman should be stoned, they would accuse him of violating Moses' laws. Or if, if Jesus said the woman should not be stoned, sorry, they would accuse him of violating Moses' law. If he urged them to execute her, they would report him to the Romans, who did not permit the Jews to carry out their own executions. So by bringing this woman before Jesus, it was all a trap, and they wanted Jesus to fall. And sadly they used this woman right who at the time had no power um women were not even counted for at the time um and they were using her as bait for jesus so in verse seven um it says they kept demanding an answer so he stood up again and said 
all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. And they keep demanding an answer after Jesus has already wrote, uh, written with his finger in the dust, right? A lot of scholars, uh, biblical scholars, say that he was writing, uh, could have been two things based on what happened afterwards. Um, many biblical scholars say that he could have been writing the sins of the of the accusers in the dust, or he could have been writing the names of all the sinners that were in the circle accusing this woman, right? So then after seven, it says once again that he stooped down and wrote in the dust, right? Those uh, biblical scholars could have been the sins according to the accusers or the accusers names who had sinned because in nine we see that when the accusers heard this they slipped away one by one beginning with the oldest until only jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman then in 10 jesus stood up again and said to the woman where are your accusers didn't even one of them condemn you Jesus is talking directly to the woman. Where are these guys who were calling you an adulterous woman? Where are these guys who caught you in adultery? Where are these guys who are saying that we should stone you? Didn't even one of them condemn you? And then she replies, no, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. So like everything that we see in the physical we can always relate it to our lives in in the physical and in the spiritual. But what really caught my eye and what I've really been thinking about meditating on is that this is what the enemy does. He comes and he calls us names. He, he says we're unworthy of being loved, that we are unworthy of being cared for that um we're not good mothers that we're not good wives and then he uses and i feel this like real lately he uses this expectation that society has over women to make us feel bad and say hey you're not what society says you should be so you're not worthy so you're bad so you're not enough and my prayer before jumping on this podcast was god i lay my heavy burdens on you because for some reason today has just been so tough and i said lord i lay my heavy burdens on you that feeling of not being worthy of love, that feeling of not being worthy of love from you or from from my son or from my husband, that feeling of not being good enough because of the societal norm or the societal expectation that has been set on what a woman should be, what a woman should accomplish, what a woman should look like, sound like, or what a mom should be, what a wife should be. And frankly, I feel like I've just been consuming my life with social media and what these 
social media influencer moms have been doing and they're a day in the life of a stay-at-home mom and I'm just like in my house which isn't even my house it's my parents house and we're living with them and I'm just here comparing myself to them right and meanwhile the enemy is coming and accusing me he's coming and trying to condemn me and it's like I'm this adulterous woman in in this scenario I'm just here and the enemy is surrounding me and he's calling me names and he's saying that I'm not enough but then God but then God says I do not condemn you you are enough chosen you are a holy nation you have a purpose but then God comes and says that I am chosen I am worthy and that he gave his only begotten son to die on that cross so that I may live been feeling this but just remember but then God called you but then God chose you but then God knew you from the moment that you were placed in your mother's womb but then God started to write your story but then God chose you and called you by name But then God knows every piece of hair that's on your head. So whenever the enemy comes and he tries to accuse you and condemn you just like these men did to that woman. Remember Jesus saying, neither do I condemn you. Neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. But then God's love prevailed. But then God's love prevailed. Remember that you are chosen, that you have a purpose. Jesus loves you and he he died on that cross and rose resurrected on the third day for you to have an inheritance of the kingdom of God you are chosen and you are special and don't let the enemy or anyone else tell you different know who you are 